Hi, and welcome to the Diary of Being Frank. My name's not Frank, it's Benji. But um, on this podcast, there's going to be a collection of my thoughts and feelings, all with me being very frank about them. Uh, you may have tuned into the Proper Fit podcast. You may have heard Darcy and Benji's Beauty and the Beast podcast. And you may have listened to the Mental Health Discussion podcast. All great podcasts with a different perspective, different point of view uh, and different direction. To give you some context, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. It's sometime in November. I can't remember whether it's the weekend or whether it's the middle of the week because all of the days have kind of just rolled into one for about the last seven months. But one thing I've learned over this period of time is that People's individual thoughts, people's individual experiences can be beneficial to others. Sometimes just to know that you're not alone in experiencing something or to know that there's a way out there of dealing with something that you may be going through that you're otherwise struggling to deal with. So yeah, here it is. Here it goes. A collection of my thoughts, me being brutally honest, being really frank. So hope you enjoy it. This is the diary of being frank. So my thoughts for my little diary on this episode are around anxiety and working out, one of which I know a hell of a lot about and the other I've experienced a little bit of. I'm human. Um, I had a conversation this morning with someone who's been working out now with me for about two years who really sees exercise as the gateway to securing just a better mental health and a more consistent approach to feeling both physically and mentally better. I've also had conversations in the last couple of days with a couple of people as I've ran a fitness challenge. And that fitness challenge has been about just trying to engage people in exercise and getting people during this current time, uh, which is a lockdown, a global pandemic, where things aren't functioning as they normally would. People can't go to work in the way that they normally would. I never thought I'd say that's a bad thing or people would see that as a bad thing, but clearly it has become. Um, people can't get to gyms. Gyms are closed. Um, people can't see their families, loved ones, particularly elderly. Um, so yeah, it's a tough time. But one of the things that we've tried to do is really engage people in doing a bit of exercise because I've seen the benefits of exercise during this time it's the one thing that we can still do albeit online whether we get outside in in you know the fresh air and work out or whether we just do something at home alone doing some exercise is an absolute must in a time like this when our backs are against the wall and we inevitably will face trials and tests on uh ability to just remain positive and, and not become anxious and, and not suffer with our mental health. And one of the key things that I found with people, two sets of people, people that exercise and people that don't exercise, is that the people that exercise aren't that amazing. And let me qualify that by not saying that I'm being disrespectful to any of my clients at all, because I love them and they're probably strong enough to beat me up right now. So <laughs> not to say that, but People that work out, they're not amazing. They're not superheroes. They have just experienced something that people that don't work out consistently haven't yet. And that is the fundamental difference. So many people say to me, oh, I just, I, I'm not fit enough yet. When I'm fitter, I'll, I'll be able to do it. Um, and I'll definitely come and work out with you when I'm a bit fitter. And I can tell you that the difference between that person and the person that now has a six pack or that person that now just feels great about themselves or that does seven, eight classes a week is that they just did it. They're not experts in fitness. They're not amazing. They're not superheroes. They just did it. It's that simple. And I think the analogy that I 
kind of feel that comes and, and really speaks to me when I think about this in my mind is the analogy of an arcade. And it applies to both fitness and to dealing with anxiety and mental health. I'm a big arcade fan. That's why it's a, a reference point for me. So in an arcade, you've got uh, a variety of machines. Two machines in particular are the ones that I like um, and the ones that you see uh, quite widespread across the UK, certainly in UK arcades. And one of those machines is, I don't even know what the name is, but it's, it's like a machine and I'll try and describe it. You have a load of cuddly toys generally in the bottom of the machine and you've got a little prong and there's normally like three or four kind of uh, teeth almost on this prong. Generally very flimsy teeth. You pull them over and you direct it using a little keypad or a little joystick um, from the outside. And they're normally quite expensive machines to operate. So normally cost you about £1.50 in the UK to be able to do that. And you manoeuvre these prongs and you put them over this teddy bear or this cuddly toy. And then you drop it down at the precise point that you feel is going to allow you to pick up and win that toy. When you try and pick up and win that toy... You then drag it to an area of safety where you can then drop it into this hole and it comes out and you've won. Now, that sounds pretty simple on paper. It seldom works out that way. Another machine that uh, I have a lot of experience of having used, 2P slot machines. Right, These are absolutely amazing. You know the machines where you put the two pence piece in? A two pence piece drops down and then it slides a few times and that builds up anxiety when you wait to see whether it's going to flip on its side or whether it's going to flip on top of another coin. And then it pushes a layer of coins down to the next level down and then it pushes again a bunch of coins and normally there's loads of toys and things inside that machine, things that you can win and they fall down with hopefully a sea of two pence pieces. Now then, I personally favour the second machine, love it mainly because it's really cheap <laughs> to use but secondly because it's a really cool machine and when I think about exercise and I think about dealing with anxiety if you go back to that first machine with the prongs there's always just something about it that's quite just difficult that's quite crippling like if you were to design the prong that you know, would pick up that cuddly toy, it would probably have some additional teeth on it. It would probably have something that's a little bit more rigid as a structure. And you probably have just a third control to make sure that you can really grip that toy. But they never do have, do they? And if you think about the process that you go through where you hover over a bunch of things that you could and would like to win, and there's always one that's maybe just too far, and you always have to decide on one that you're going to take, and it's not necessarily the one that you want, it's just the one that you feel that with the apparatus you have, you'd be most likely to succeed at winning. Now, that comes after putting maybe £1.50, which on a machine is pretty expensive. So, when you take that analogy and think about fitness, and you think about anxiety, there are things within fitness, there are things that you could do when you suffer with anxiety, whereby you could throw money at it, a lot of money, and actually the apparatus that you're given or the thing that you're given to try and deal with your anxiety is not holistically appropriate for what you need it for. There might be things that you need to change about it, things that you would like to change about it, things that aren't quite perfect. And what can happen there is that the end result, because you don't or aren't given the correct tools, can often mean that it's not landing you in the place that you want to be in and that's crippling in itself now when we think about the 2p machines it's a very very different process that you go through you know that the odds of you winning something are higher 
you also know that you're not having to spend a lot of money in your mind, certainly. But actually, what are the things that we do? Because we have uh, a, a lesser value placed on something like a two pence piece, we might go and spend a pound in getting two pence pieces to come through. And we then fill a cup up and then we go, right, okay, this means that I can play for longer. This means that I can invest much more. And you go and place all of your two pence pieces in that machine. And actually, you probably end up at some point getting more back than maybe what you started with. You get a few prizes out too. And that makes you feel great. It releases a load of endorphins. It naturally links your mind to feeling like, a little bit like mine evidently has, that these 2P machines are great because when I play them, I'm often rewarded as a result of doing that. Now, fitness and in many ways dealing with your anxiety at times can very much be the same, but we've got to be on the right machine. The first thing is doing nothing isn't an option. Doing something is absolutely paramount. You've got to do something if you suffer with anxiety, if you struggle to get motivated to exercise, doing nothing will not put you in a better place. That's one. Secondly, making sure that you choose the right vehicle, the right machine to try and do something, to try and kickstart you into making a change is vitally important. The reason that we love those two pence piece machines is because it doesn't feel like it costs a lot. But when you look at the actual money that you spend, you could spend that money elsewhere in different ways. But making the choice to spend a bunch of two pence pieces and consistently invest what we believe is a little bit then gives us big rewards. So exercise is the same. If you can consistently do a little bit, consistently put your two pence piece worth in, consistently do something that supports a better mental health or supports you better dealing with your anxiety if you can do that consistently the rewards that come back are very consistently big and they grow and they develop and they make you feel better now when you've done that and you've experienced winning a shed load of money all those two peas come out you collect them up you put them in the cup what does everybody then do do you walk away with that money and go right i'm done it depends on the type of person you are. If you're the type of person that does that, you're a bit weird. But most of us, we put it all back in. And that's the simple psychology that I found with working with people in fitness. Um, and both with people that also suffer with their mental health. Is that actually that process of feeling and benefiting from the rewards of consistently putting a little bit in makes us want to put more in. And so we end up in a cycle uh, an albeit unhealthy cycle if it's gambling. So please don't take that away from this uh, collection of thoughts on this podcast. But you get that addiction to putting a little bit in consistently and consistently getting something out. So reinvesting those two pence pieces in the hope that we can get the same back again and knowing actually that by the end of it, what's in the machine is probably what we placed in and we're just recycling the things that we won before. And that's just the same in health, in mental health and in fitness, we all have the same body for the duration of our life. It just does different things. And depending on what we invest in it and what we consistently do, that will dictate what we get out. So for this diary, I'm signing off. But uh, hopefully something in this benefited you. And if it didn't, 
I'm sorry for wasting your time, but have a good day anyway. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to The Diary of Being Frank. See you later.